What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Sam. And I'm Bobby. And this is Unsolved Mayhem. Welcome back, everybody, and welcome to the new listeners to another episode of Unsolved Mayhem. Before we get started, quick shout out to our other show, Speaking of Missing Persons. Make sure you're going and checking that out. Uh, we have a Patreon where we're putting up bonus episodes. Check that out. It's linked in the episode notes and show notes. And if there's a case you want to hear on the show, send that to our email, unsolvedmayhem at gmail.com. So, all that stuff said, Sarah, is it another cryptid this week? No. But we are close to Maryland. Oh. Mm. Same area. Same area. Maybe it was the cattywampus or whatever it is. The snallygaster. Snallygaster. Yeah, yeah, it was that. Or the Deweo. Today we're gonna talk about the horrible murder of a girl named Jane Pritchard. Well shit, here I am joking around and we're about to talk about a murder. Nah, we're bringing it back. Shame on me. Bringing it back. All right. We had our fun. What? Uh, what's her name again? Jane Pritchard. Jane Pritchard. Okay. She was 28 years old and grew up on a farm in Maryland. During her childhood, she developed a love for the outdoors. She was very smart and graduated in 1976 as valedictorian of her class. Wow. Smart. Yeah. Jane was a botanist for many years and was attending the University of Maryland to get her master's degree. She kind of had thoughts of becoming an environmental lawyer. Okay. At the time of her death, she was writing a thesis on a vine known as a hog peanut. Don't know what it is. Was going to look it up. I never heard of it. But I forgot. So her research involved long hours in the woods between Newcastle and Kent counties in Maryland. And both of these places bordered Delaware. To support herself through school, she was working at a botanical garden named Brookside. And she lived in Clark, Clarksburg, Maryland. Okay. So, she definitely loves plants. She loves the outdoors. She's very smart. And... I've seen those before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I have seen those before. Yeah, I didn't know what they were called. Now I do. Called hog peanut. Yeah, little purple purple flowers on a vine. Kind of bushy. Yeah. This was Jane's second summer going to Blackbird State Forest in Delaware to study this vine. On September 19th, 1986, Jan loaded her blue and white Chevy Blazer with all her research equipment and drove to a friend's house that was closer to the forest because she wanted to get a super early start the next day 
because it's September, it's turning into fall. She needs to get as much research finished as possible so that she can, like, turn in her thesis. Right. Right. The whole thing that she was doing is she was, like, documenting how the vine's leaves turn to face the sun, depending on the direction of the sun. So she's watching the leaves Yeah, which all day. a lot of plants do. Right. Yeah. On the 20th, so the morning after she spent the night with her friend, she arrived at the forest early and carried her stuff about 30 yards into the woods. She was keeping a journal on the vine minute by minute. Holy smoke. Wow. That's but, some dedication. Yeah. Yes. But her journal entries abruptly ended at 10 a.m. that morning. Later that afternoon, two campers from New Jersey arrived at Blackbird State Forest. And they, like, set up their campsite and then decided to, like, take a walk on the trails. This is when they found... Jan's bloody body laying in the undergrowth, partially clothed, and they like ran out of the woods and called police. Police arrived quickly and began their investigation. An autopsy revealed she had been shot in the back by a shotgun blast and had died from blood loss. Holy shit. Wow. Now, this weekend was the start of, like, being able to use guns on for squirrel hunting. Mm. So, at first, it was believed this could have been an accident, but her autopsy ruled it as a homicide because she was partially clothed. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. If it was an accident, why would half of her clothes be off? Yeah. Yeah. But it does did not like nothing I could find said whether she was sexually assaulted. I feel like maybe they thought about it and then decided against it because there was a lot of other there was a lot of other hunters in this area. Hmm. I I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I would definitely assume that it was probably a hunter because of the shotgun blast. Right. I mean, when you're squirrel hunting, you only got a couple options. So, depending on, you know, I guess with the, with the shotgun, it's really hard to get any kind of real detail. But I know people do scroll hunt with, like, small gauge shotguns. Well, she had been shot, like, in the back, but it was, like, right where your shoulder meets your neck. So, it was, like, there were, like, fragments in her shoulder and in her neck. Gotcha. And that didn't, like, instantly kill her. She died from bleeding. bleeding to death. Holy shit. Forensic scientists were busy combing the area for any evidence when detectives got a call from a squirrel hunter that said he had information to share about the woman found in the woods. He told them he had seen her working in the f- woods and that another hunter was in the area at the time. He later gave a description to a sketch artist for a composite drawing. And you can see this composite drawing. It's still on the internet. During the search of the area, 
all forensic scientists found was a single hair that did not belong to Jing. Yeah, but a hair in the woods. In the 80s. I mean, if it was on her and it didn't match someone she knew, then sure. Well, they took this hair and, I mean, it had to have been like either right on her or pretty close to her because they still have this hair. Their hope was that it held some kind of DNA evidence because at the time that like DNA stuff was like in its infancy. Yeah. So it was just starting out. Investigators had a prime suspect and that was the squirrel hunter. Oh, the one that called. Mm-hmm. The more they talked to him, the more suspicious he looked to them. One reason was because he was able to give like a complete detailed description of her clothes her equipment and her car that's odd yeah well and especially knowing what we know now i don't know if they knew it in the 80s about killers inserting themselves in the investigations see that was my initial thought it made them feel like he had either spent a lot more time with her than he originally said or that he had been watching her. Yeah, just like sitting and watching her instead of looking for squirrels. Right. They also later said there were inconsistencies in his story. Then just a month later, they arrested this squirrel hunter and charged him with first-degree murder and possession of a deadly weapon. In order to seal their case against him, a detective named James Hendricks flew the hair sample to a lab in California to have it tested against the squirrel hunter. But they did not get the answer they were hoping for. They didn't match. The DNA was not a match. So they had to let the man go. And by August of 1987, they dropped all charges against him. After this blow to the investigation, they were kind of at a loss and had to go back to the drawing board. They couldn't really find a motive. That's what makes me believe she wasn't sexually assaulted. Right. Is because none of her stuff was stolen. And they're not saying she was sexually assaulted because, I mean, obviously that would be a motive. Right. Yeah. And they're claiming they cannot understand a motive of why someone would kill her. But my thing is, is if she's partially clothed, I feel like they were in the process of sexually assaulting her. And Which is still technically a motive. I don't know why they're not looking at it like that. I don't know. But who am I? I'm not a cop. They did interview between 25 and 50 other hunters that they could find that were in that area at the time and in total have interviewed around 300 people over the years. Hmm. But the case went cold. In October of 2014, they reopened the case for the first time in years. It's like one of those situations they created a cold case squad to try to help solve older cases from the 70s and 80s. Right. And her case was the first one that they decided to reopen because they thought in 2014 they would possibly find more DNA evidence. On the hair. On the hair, 
and possibly on her clothes or whatever. But nothing ever came from it. I mean, it could have maybe been accidental and then like staged to look like it wasn't. I don't know. Possibly, or the potential sexual assault was like an afterthought of like after they accidentally shot her of like, well, I mean, that would be some <laughs> fucked, be up, fucked thought. up. I know it would be fucked up, but I don't know. I'm just brainstorming here, okay? I mean, it, it, or they could have been like trying to steal from her, yeah. take her. Clothes to, I don't know, hide her, hide the body, whatever. Oh, like they were trying to drag her and realize she was way too heavy and that's something. Why her and then there was partially other off. hunters and campers in the area and they just said screw the whole ordeal and took off. Yeah. Because she was obviously not off the beaten path. No, she was just laying in the underbrush on the side of a trail. Yeah, I don't know. That guy that came forward i mean i mean it really it still, does sound suspicious yeah that's what i was thinking is like just because that hair didn't match doesn't mean he shouldn't still be a suspect right. because this is the 1980s and that hair could have been from a damn deer yeah it could have been from anything yeah yeah anyone walking through that area yeah my hair falls out like mad yeah i don't know but if you have any information you can call a detective named Brian Shahan, who is in charge of the case now, at 302-395-2781, or you can visit the newcastlede.gov website and send a tip through email. There you go. So if you know anything, make sure you're reaching out and uh, passing that along. Like I said at the beginning, if you have a case you want to hear on the show, send that to our email, unsolvedmayhem at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us five stars, share the show with someone you know. And yeah, any uh, final thoughts? No, that's a, it's a strange one. It's like a very, uh, I don't know, unfortunate turn of events like for someone who seemed to be like super intelligent and just minding their own business well, studying that, a plant didn't that seem to be the people this kind of shit happens to though yeah, it yeah. Is. it's very weird alright well we will see y'all next week bye 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 bye, bye.